Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, how fun is college basketball? Oh boy, that was an enjoyable day of entertainment from start to finish. I had 15 college basketball bets. I go eight and seven, so I eke out just a little bit of profit. Could have been better, could have been worse. Let's go through the recap here. I had Villanova plus the one and a half. They jumped out to the 11-0 lead. They were coasting much of the game. Wasn't even really worried about this game, but somehow Butler battled back. Then Butler hit a bucket in the closing seconds to send it to overtime. Then Villanova gets off to a nice lead in OT again, but Butler battles back, hits a shot in the closing seconds to send it to double overtime. If they hit a three instead of a two, I'm okay. I had plus one and a half. I would accept a one-point loss and cash my ticket. But no, it goes to double overtime. Butler gets the job done. They cover the number, and I lose the plus one and a half on Villanova. I had Northwestern minus the two and a half. They do a nice job against Ohio State, so that was an easy winter chicken dinner. I had Boise State minus the two and a half. This game goes to overtime. I wish it would have gone to double OT because Utah State gets the job done in OT, and I lose the ticket. I had Arizona minus the three and a half at Oregon. And yes, Arizona continues that trend of having a strong performance off of a loss. They get the job done at Oregon and cash the ticket. Kansas, this one I get lucky with. I hit the meaningless three at the buzzer, and I cash the plus five on the Jayhawks at Iowa State. Then in Milwaukee, it's another double overtime loss for me. Yeah, it's unfortunately a theme this year. I think I'm now 1-11 and 11 in double overtime games. Oakland, the Golden Grizzlies, were down but not out. They hit a key three in the closing seconds of regulation, hit a key three in the closing seconds of overtime, and in double overtime, they get the win, they get the cover, and I lose the plus one and a half on Milwaukee. I had Evansville plus the two and a half. They get the job done. They win outright over Illinois State at home. I had UNC Wilmington minus the three and a half at Stony Brook. Wilmington starts the second half on a tear. They get up double digits, but Stony Brook battles back, sends it to overtime, and in overtime, if it's me, I lose. And of course, Stony Brook gets the job done, and I lose the ticket. Long Beach State plus the one. They were down double digits the entire first half. Second half, they go on a tear. They end up cruising to the double-digit victory for me, and I cash the ticket on the beach. Liberty minus the five and a half. Terrible bet on my part. Never in it. Never had a chance. Dayton, minus the two and a half. I have to tip my cap to Chris Mooney and the Richmond Spiders. They're doing a tremendous job this year, and they get the job done. They win outright over Dayton, and I lose that ticket. VCU, minus the one and a half at Davidson. They were down at halftime. Second half, they battle back. Then, in the final four or five minutes, they play great basketball. Best basketball I saw the Rams play all year. They get the win over Davidson, and I cash the minus one and a half. I had Miami minus the three and a half against Pittsburgh. I'm up 19 with 10 minutes to go. Wait a second. I'm up two points in the closing seconds. Lucky for me, Miami hits two free throws with under two seconds to go. I win the basketball game by four and cash the ticket by the half a point. I had Tulane minus the three and a half. I need to stop betting Tulane. They're, they're so frustrating. It's like banging my head against the wall. I have no idea why I continue to put myself through this misery, but I did. They lose outright yet again to Charlotte, and I lose the minus three and a half. 
Final game of the card, Arkansas. The difference between seven and eight and eight and seven. Arkansas gets out to the nice early lead. Then they battle back and forth with Kentucky for about 35 minutes of basketball. Kentucky pulls away, gets up 10. Somehow, some way, I get a hoop and a harm in the closing seconds. Arkansas loses by six. I cash the ticket by a half, and I go eight and seven on the day. Put a vote. We back Boise State. Had the wrong one. Thank you for the votes. We lose that. Coin flips lose them both. So I have a losing day overall, but I'm still happy because college basketball went eight and seven, and it was a whole lot of fun. So now let's get to the card for Sunday, and they're going to play some football. So let's start there in the National Football League. So let's rewind and review our thoughts after last week. Number one, the Ravens' D is really, really good. Number two, the 49ers, they were lucky to win. Shocking to see the Packers' offense have that type of success against them. The Lions, well, I think they're America's team. Goff, Gibbs, St. Brown, Laporta, Dan Campbell is the coach. Talented offense, fun coach. Lions, everyone loves them. Chiefs, they have Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey, You can't count out the most experienced team at the table. So those are kind of the thoughts going into this weekend. So let's start there. In the AFC, it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. So I normally like to bet on the best player on the field. And Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the field. But the Baltimore defense has the ability to minimize his success with that secondary. Josh Allen ran for 72 yards last week against the Chiefs, so I do think Lamar Jackson will also find some success on the ground in key moments today. The Chiefs' defense is much better than it was in the past. I still see the Ravens having a little bit of success, though. Last week, I'm glad I did get cold feet and stayed off the Bills, but never at any point this season did I feel like Kansas City was actually playing like one of the best teams in the league. The offense all year just hasn't had that it factor. On the other hand, the Ravens have been near the top of the power rankings most of the season. Lamar is the MVP. The defense gives up the fewest points per game. I think it's time for the changing of the guard. Great run for the Chiefs, but it's time for Baltimore to claim the crown. So give me the Baltimore Ravens at home, minus the four over the Kansas City Chiefs. Second bet on this game, I'm going Ravens, Chiefs, first half, under the 22 and a half. I do like both defenses. I think it'll be a slugfest early. So once again, first half, under the 22 and a half. Three prop bets on this game. I'm taking Travis Kelsey, under the 63 and a half yards receiving. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, under the 244 and a half yards passing. Yes, I like that Baltimore defense that much that I'll play Kelsey and Mahomes to the under. And yes, I'm sorry to my daughter here because my two kids have been fighting. My son desperately wants Baltimore to win. He wants nothing to do with Taylor Swift for the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, my daughter, she is all about Kansas City. She's pulling for the Chiefs. She wants Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Uh, But yes, I am going to side with my son on this one and not my daughter. Back in Kelsey and Mahomes to the under along with the Ravens minus the four. My third prop on this game, Zay Flowers over the 44 and a half yards receiving for the Ravens. He may be my guy pick to click. I like likely. I like Mark Andrews, but because of Andrews coming back from injury, I just don't know where to go at the tight end. So I defaulted to flowers at wide receiver going over the number. So now let's go to the NFC championship. It's the Detroit lions at the San Francisco 49ers. 
And as a fan, I would love for the Lions to win this game. Once San Francisco survived against Green Bay, though, I said that I would be all over the 49ers in the NFC Championship after that underwhelming effort. So as the week has gone on, I've actually softened my stance. At one point, I was going to maybe put two, three units on this play. That's how much I like San Francisco. But I've definitely cooled my jets on that front. I do think the San Francisco receiving weapons will have a really good day. The Lions, once again, for much of the season, haven't been able to take away the top targets out of a game. Craig Carden on FS1 keeps selling me on that Brock Purdy. And he's really good, okay? And he always keeps saying, if he wasn't a seventh-round pick, we'd view him so much differently, and we'd view him better than Joe Burrow right now at quarterback. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'm definitely buying into the, the pretty hype going into this one. Meanwhile, Jared Goff has a QBR at home of 107.9, only 89.4 on the road and 82.0 on grass. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, 119.2 rating on grass. Add in the fact that the 49ers can actually put pressure on the quarterback, something the Lions haven't maybe seen here of late. I'm still going to back San Francisco, just not as much as I loved him to start, but give me the 49ers in this one, minus the seven at home over Detroit. No second bet on this one. Three prop bets, though. Prop number one, Sam Laporta, over 48 and a half yards receiving for Detroit. I love those Iowa tight ends. So Laporta, I think he'll get used frequently again, and I like him to the over. Another Iowa tight end, George Kittle, over 58 and a half yards receiving for the 49ers. And then I think he's healthy enough. I'm going Debo Samuel over the 47 and a half yards receiving for San Francisco. Once again, I don't think the Lions are going to take away the passing targets for San Francisco. So Kittle and Samuel to the over, along with Laporta to the over for the Lions. So that's it for football. Now we go to college basketball and we start with our Mac Daddy Hoops, Mac play of the day. If it's a Sunday, that means the Mac's going. So we're on Marist plus the three and a half at Canisius. So please follow Mac Daddy Hoops on Twitter for his full write-up and recap of each game in the Mac. So here's the cliff notes on this one. Marist was in it until the end, losing at Niagara on Friday. We cashed on Niagara, so I was happy about that. Marist did play great defense in that game, and I saw that. They rank 80th year-to-date in two-point defense and 44th in defensive rebounding. Offensively, though, the Red Foxes are struggling, ranked 335th in the country. One glimmer of hope for today, though, last out, the entire starting backcourt for Manhattan reached double figures against Canisius. Canisius has struggled against top-notch defenses. Number one D in the conference, St. Peter's, has already swept him. Now it's number two Marist, ready to present a challenge. Marist has covered four of their last five in this building as an underdog, winning three of those games straight up. The Red Foxes have a good chance to get a split on the Buffalo swing here. So give me Marist plus the three and a half on the road at Canisius. Next up, we go to the Horizon League. It's Northern Kentucky. This number just keeps going up, up, and up. It was at six, then seven. I finally locked it in at seven and a half at Youngstown State. So the Norse continue to miss their second leading scorer, Sam Vinson, but I stand by my comment yesterday in the podcast. Toss the top eight teams into a hat from the Horizon, and all these teams look the same to me. Youngstown State has lost only one game at home this season, Oakland beat him by seven. The Penguins are seven and three in the horizon, 
two losses to Oakland, and then a 79-76 loss to this Northern Kentucky team in the first meeting. Three of the seven Youngstown wins this season, in conference anyway, have been over IUPUI and Detroit, the bottom dwellers of the league. Northern Kentucky is 6-4 and four in conference. Their conference losses have been at Purdue-Fort Wayne, an overtime loss at Cleveland State, an overtime loss at Oakland, then last out, a five-point loss at home to Purdue-Fort Wayne. Seven and a half, though, seems a little bit much in this conference, so I'm going to grab the points here. Give me the Norse of Northern Kentucky plus the seven and a half at Youngstown State. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card, we go to the American Conference. It's Memphis minus the four at UAB. So the Tigers have had a week to sit around after back-to-back losses to South Florida and Tulane. I don't bet first-half college basketball bets on this show, but I would be all over the Tigers today if I did. Memphis won at Missouri this year by 15. They won at VCU by 5. They won at Texas A&M by 6. They won at Tulsa by 3. And they won at Wichita State by 26. They have won on the road in much tougher spots. UAB, 12-7 and on the season, 4-2 and in the American Conference. They do have big wins this year over Maryland, Drake, and Tulane. They're 3-0 and at home in conference. Non-conference, though, at home, they lost to Bradley, McNeese, and Southern Miss. The Blazers lost on Tuesday at Charlotte by 6. Bartow Arena is the 85th toughest place to play in the country. I probably wouldn't back Memphis if they weren't coming off of back-to-back losses, but they are coming off of back-to-back losses. They've had a week to get ready for this one, so give me the Tigers of Memphis on the road Minus the four at UAB. And my final college basketball card or game on the card is also in the American Conference. It's Wichita State plus the five and a half against SMU. So definitely not the debut season Paul Mills was hoping for in Wichita. Eight and 11 on the year. They're 0 and 6 in the American. Four top 200 wins this season at home. They beat Lipscomb, Western Kentucky, Richmond somehow, and Southern Illinois. The Shockers have lost eight straight. Last two have been at least competitive. They lost at South Florida by four. They lost to East Carolina at home by two. Wichita ranks 12th on both offense and defense in conference. That's terrible. SMU ranks 37th in the Ken Palm numbers. Excellent team coming in off the two-point loss at North Texas this week in an emotional battle. The Mustangs rank number one in defense, so Wichita could be in for a long day offensively. The crowd will likely be a little light since the Kansas City Chiefs are playing at the same time. Maybe they'll put it on the big screen for him. Hard to believe that Greg Marshall won 22 or more games his last 11 seasons in Wichita. He averaged 27.5 wins per season over that 11-year stretch. I never thought it would get this bad this fast in Wichita. It might take a little luck, but I'm expecting a good effort and cover today from the Shockers at home. So give me Wichita State plus the five and a half 
over SMU. Then your coin flip bets here in the NBA. I selected the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Detroit Pistons. Total of 240. Tails it is. I'm on the under 240 between the Thunder and the Pistons. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the LA Kings at the St. Louis Blues. Total of six and a half. Heads it is. I'm on the over six and a half between the Kings and the Blues. So let's recap my card here for Sunday. In the NFL, in the AFC Championship game, I'm on the Ravens, minus the four, over the Chiefs. I have the Ravens and the Chiefs, first half, under 22.5. Prop bets in that game, Travis Kelsey, under 63.5 yards receiving. Patrick Mahomes, under 244.5 yards passing. Zay Flowers, over 44.5 yards receiving. NFC Championship game. I'm on the 49ers, minus the seven against the Lions. I have Sam Laporta, over 48 and a half yards receiving. I have George Kittle, over 58 and a half yards receiving. I have Debo Samuel, over 47 and a half yards receiving. Then our Mac Daddy Hoops, Mac Play of the Day. I'm on Maris, plus the three and a half at Canisius. I'm on Northern Kentucky, plus the seven and a half at Youngstown State. I'm on Memphis, minus the four at UAB. I'm on Wichita State, plus the five and a half against SMU. NBA, Thunder, Pistons, under the 240. NHL, Kings, Blues, over the six and a half. So I hope everyone enjoys a great day of games. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.